This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Hey everyone, welcome back to Top Rope Nation, presented by TopRopePress.com. I'm Ryan Drosty, Editor-in-Chief of Top Rope Press, and I am joined here tonight by two co-hosts, rather than my usual one. First of all, for the third straight week, making the hat trick a success, Mr. Justin Joint. Justin, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. And uh, I got to say, Justin and I went out for beers last weekend, and we worked out the final deals of his contract, and Justin is now joining the show permanently as the third man. He is the third man in our new world order. He will be along for the ride on Top Rope Nation every week. So, Justin, we're excited about that. Hopefully, uh, eventually, Kyle stops trying to steal Emelina's gimmick and actually shows up. (laughs) (laughs) And our third co-host or the third man on the show tonight our second co-host you guys all know him from twitter at cheeky jobbers you know him from his always hilarious features on topropepress.com we're joined by none other than mr jack snodgrass jack welcome to the show what's up honor and a pleasure to be here i think jack this is technically your second time on the show if i'm not mistaken yeah i was here i think on the very very first one yeah Yeah, yeah, you're on the first the first show we did the WWE draft reaction, and then uh, well, then actually I think I did an interview with you a couple weeks later. I almost forgot about that. That is true. That is true. But this is my second live appearance in the flesh. You know, that's true. So uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube right now, normally uh, we stream the shows Thursday night live for Patreon only subscribers to the show. If you're wondering what Patreon is, it's a kind of like a crowd. Crowd uh, sourcing, fundraising, whatever you want to call it, website. Um, basically, our audio of the podcast goes out Friday mornings, um, but we do the webcast just for Patreons supporters on Thursday nights. So if you like what you see tonight, you want to watch us every week, and why wouldn't you? You can look at our handsome faces. That's, you know, put you to sleep every Thursday night with a <laughs> smile on your face. Uh, go to patreon.com slash nation. $1 a month will get you access to all of our live shows. So, guys, we got, uh, we're going to talk Royal Rumble. We're going to talk NXT TakeOver. But first of all, the big news right now, Thursday, uh, revolves around Kenny Omega. So, he has been kind of in the spotlight ever since Wrestle Kingdom 11 uh, from his match with Kazuchika Okada. And the rumors were swirling. Was Okada going to be in the Royal Rumble as a secret entrant? What was going on? Was his contract up with New Japan? And he announced tonight on a Wrestling Observer Radio interview that he is not going to the Royal Rumble. He is not signing with WWE. So it sounds like he is staying in New Japan at least for a year. So I want to get your reactions. Are you guys satisfied with that? Are you disappointed he's not coming to WWE? Uh, Jack, let me start with you because Justin and I kind of hit on this last week a little bit. Were you wanting to see Kenny Omega come to WWE right now? What did you think? You know, I'm such a neglectful wrestling fan. You know, I'm just such a WWE mark and apologist. But I do come around to those guys in New Japan who kind of have the higher profiles. Like last year at this time, I was like, yeah, I was getting into Nakamura because they, he just signs. I was like, okay, I got to do some research. And he was utterly fantastic. So I've seen a couple Omega matches, and I'm incredibly late to the party, but <laughs> that guy's awesome. He's so talented. I, I, I don't know. I think it's, he's probably best not to come right now because that roster is jam-packed. And it's just like, where does he go? You know, I think 
it would be unfortunate for him to make this big rumble entry and then kind of get lost in the shuffle, which I think, I mean, because it would be unfair to expect him to duplicate what AJ Styles has done because that, that will prove to be the exception to the rule of newcomers. So good for him, man. Make your money in New Japan and come back next year. Yeah, that was that was kind of my thought too. Is I was worried he'd kind of get lost in the shuffle in WWE, just because there's just so thick with talent right now. He's the hottest free agent, no doubt, on the market. I mean, his his character's over the top. I'm sure his t-shirts on pro wrestling tees just sell like wildfire. Um, but I would just get worried. Yeah, like you said, there's there's so much talent there. Um, but Justin, I know you had another take on it because last week when we talked about it, you kind of wanted to see him go to WWE. So have you have you shifted at all? Are you disappointed? Are you at peace with this decision? What do you think? I, uh, the decision makes sense to me, but I am disappointed because five hours of uh, Raw and SmackDown to fill, and I would have been okay with seeing him, even if it was in the mid card with matches against Sami Zayn or uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, and now we don't get that but he, he's way more valuable to uh new japan than he is to wwe and it makes sense and just because he didn't sign out doesn't mean he won't sign in the future yeah, i guess I, i'll have to be patient yeah if i had to put money on it i would think that uh in one year's time i'd be shocked if he doesn't jump at that point i think i think he's got unfinished business um from his interview today he talked about there being an old friend in new japan that they were hoping they could do some matches this year and uh, most people think he's talking about Kota Ibushi because they were former tag tag team partners in years past. And Kota turned down WWE last summer with the whole cruiserweight thing. So if, if we got Omega Ibushi matches to look forward to this year, I'm I'm cool with it. That's that's going to be good stuff. Plus, he got his rematch with Okada coming up. Um, but yeah, in one year's time, especially if he doesn't get a run on top as the IWGP champion, I'd I would be shocked if he jump, if he doesn't jump ship at that point. So, for sure. And there was, you know, who's to say that he wouldn't have wound up in NXT? I know that may be blasphemous, but you know, Samoa Joe and Nakamura have been in NXT for a while now. Joe especially. So, I, I you can't blame him because it would be sad to watch him in NXT. So, good for him. That's that's kind of all I have to say. And he's he's young enough. He's got plenty left in the tank. Yeah, I wonder if that played into his decision at all, like what they offered him, because I would I said on the show last week, there's no way he would jump unless he was guaranteed main roster right away, just because his character is so hot right now. Um, he'd have to be probably promised some big time money to jump ship at this point in his career with everything going the way it is. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. He seems like he could be the guy WWE has been searching for, though. They haven't really got that transcendent baby face with uh, like all kinds of charisma like any Omega has. Yeah. Um, so maybe they see in him like uh, what they've been looking for and they're going to keep going after him. I'm sure. So I'm sure we'll see him there at some point. Every day, Roman Reigns flounders. Kenny Omega becomes sexier and sexier. <laughs> that is so true. Okay. We're going to get to Roman Reigns here uh, in a second because there has been a lot of complaining online today <laughs> about the uh, prospective WrestleMania 30. Let's just do it right now. All right. Um, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they have, let's see, seven matches or so now locked in for WrestleMania. As Dave likes to say, things can change. So you never know. But uh, prior to this, we had three or four matches. Um, we knew Goldberg and Lesnar. We know Triple H and Rollins, Shaq and Big Show, which Justin is, of course, looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we knew Owens and Jericho. But you can now add to the list. And by the way, if you don't want to hear this, spoiler alert, fast forward a couple minutes. Uh, but supposedly, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker is penciled in as a, a match for WrestleMania. So you guys, I got to get your thoughts on this. We don't know if it's going to be for the Universal title. Um, but do you think Roman Reigns is the right guy to put in there with The Undertaker? Are are you disappointed by that decision? Because we we were going to see Cena and the Undertaker, and uh, that was scrapped. And supposedly the shift to Reigns Taker came right from Vince McMahon that he made that call. So let's start with Justin. What what are you thinking on this one? Um, I think it has a lot of potential. I I think it could be a, a, a good match. I would have preferred to see Undertaker Cena. 
Um, my bigger problem with the, the matches that are supposedly going to be going on is that we have all these talented workers and they're not matching any of them up to give us the best potential match. Not to say that any of these matches couldn't be great, but you know, there's, there's guys that be giving us five-star matches easily and uh, it does, just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Jack, what do you think? I think it's okay. So long as it's not for the universal title, because it's just like, come on, like, come on, like, at least give us a chance to like this guy. Because what we what we don't like about Roman Reigns is that he's been handed stuff. And for the year being 2017, everything's so transparent. So we get to we get to see this. I don't want to say necessarily entitlement because Roman Reigns doesn't really act like that. But he's things are being put on a platter. So you're getting the marquee match of WrestleMania for the last, what has been almost 10 years is like the undertaker match. And it's going to be for the title. It's like, dude, come on. There's so much more that this, that WWE can do to keep doubling down on Roman reigns. Like, I mean, they have totally handcuffed themselves to this guy. And I think he's had a great year, especially with his styles, his matches earlier in the year. Like he's been, I think he's been great, but don't put him in such a position to fail. Like, for instance, having him win the title at WrestleMania 32 in front of 115 or maybe 300,000 people, according to WWE, and they're just showering showering him in booze. It's like, let this guy succeed organically. And it just, like, it, it just seems incredibly heavy-handed. I think Reigns Taker could be great, but for the title, it's just, like, uh, it's just neglecting chunks of the roster, I think. Yeah, to your to your point about things being handed to him and the fans resenting that, to me, if they put him in there with The Undertaker, it guarantees he's going to be the most booed guy on this show, right from the Absolutely, start. because you're I mean, cuz it's going I hope it's Undertaker's last match. It's like you're you're going to let Roman Reigns retire The Undertaker? That could have <laughs> been John Cena who is like, you know, based, you know, the savior of WWE right now, but you're going to forego John Cena and let Reigns do it. It's, I don't know, man. Well, but at least it's going to be, well, possibly be a guy that will be around for the next 15 years instead That's of true. Cena, who's going to be part-time for probably the next five. I mean, Reigns is going to be the man for a while, whether we like it or not. So just while he get the big win against the taker. Can you imagine if they send him in there as a baby face, like they still refuse to turn him, and then he beats the Undertaker? I mean, to me... You would think with just thinking with your brain with some common sense here, if this is the match they're doing, this has to be the heel turn. You would think like if they're putting him in there at the Undertaker and he's a heel, I would have no problem with him beating the Undertaker. That would get him tons of heat. And if he's going to if he is going to turn, it makes sense. But I mean, are they, is the plan? I mean, it's subject to change, obviously. But right now, it's just like, are they going to both stay these? ambiguous you know portrays of morality where the undertaker's like kind of good kind of bad which is what he's been and then reigns is kind of good kind of bad and it's like i'm not buying that because the undertaker can barely move in the ring and it's like how babyface wouldn't just destroy a 60 year old man or however old he is yeah this is a good segue actually to uh i wanted to bring up the column you wrote this week jack about uh smackdown and raw and kind of what you're talking about of kind of being a baby face, kind of not. That's been in your argument. That's been the problem on Raw, and uh, this completely illustrates that, right? Yeah, and I get that. You know, the tweener thing because they don't care as long as people are getting reactions and buying products. I get that, but I feel like the basic formula of wrestling is you need your good guys and you need your bad guys. Now you can have your exceptions that like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, you know, was a transcendent movement by himself. But to have everyone be so, I don't want to say lukewarm, but kind of in between, like this gray area, it doesn't give room for story. And it kind of, things suffocate before they even get going. And Reigns Taker would be just that. Just remember how awkward it was when Rollins fought Kevin Owens, when that when that feud first started getting going. I, Rollins was technically the babyface, and I guess Owens was the heel, but I remember watching it, and I was like, man, I don't really know who to care about or what to be rooting for or what's at stake here. And WWE has been a lot of that, or at least Raw has been. Yeah, that's why SmackDown has thrived, because you have your 
like you wrote in the article, you have your clear baby faces, you have your clear heels. And uh, Raw has really, really struggled at establishing that. And some of it, I think, has to do with Finn Balor because he was clearly clearly slated to be the top baby face and he was ripped away within the first few weeks with his injury. Uh, we could possibly see him at the Rumble. I know he was being tested this week to see if he could go or not. I'm not sure where he's slated at Mania. There's no, there is no match for Balor yet rumored. Do you guys have anyone in mind? I've been, I've been racking my brain thinking who would Finn Balor go against. And originally, I thought Taker. It makes sense with the Demon gimmick and everything. But if they're going Reigns Taker, I mean, who who else from the Raw roster is Finn Balor wrestling in a high profile match? I can't. I can't think of anything. <laughs> they'd probably just throw him into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh my God! I hope not. <laughs> Although, I mean, but like really. For top-notch heels, all you get is handsome Rusev. Yeah. Oh, that's who it is. That's exactly who it is. <laughs> oh. I'm going to be replaying this clip in like two months on the show, how Justin called it. That's, that's exactly who's a good, who it will be. <laughs> oh. Unless they did like an interpromotional match, I just I don't see anyone else you could get in there with that would be a big enough deal for a WrestleMania match for the face of Raw. Not unless you booked them with... Uh, uh, the club, but then they're heels, so you'd have to turn them because there's no way he's going to get booed coming back. Yeah. Wow. So the other, okay, we got uh, that match was added to the perspective list. Uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton is rumored. And this one supposedly has a chance to be the title match. So I think we'll have a better idea after Sunday in the Royal Rumble and where they're going here because there's a chance Orton could win and then Wyatt could possibly win the title at Elimination Chamber. Or you could have Wyatt win. um, Or, I mean, Orton win, Wyatt wins the title, or Wyatt wins the Rumble, Orton wins the title Elimination Chamber. I'm not sure. Would you guys rather have, if it is a title match, who would you want to see as a champion going into WrestleMania? Definitely Orton. Yeah, same here. The catharsis of Bray Wyatt winning a title at WrestleMania, because we've all, everyone is secretly a Bray Wyatt fan, just kind of like 60% of the country is like a Donald Trump fan, but nobody knew about it. Like, (laughs) because most people, like, we, everyone loves Bray, but we've all given up at some point because when you first watch him, he's enchanting. You're going to have an opinion. But then when you watch him week after week, it's like filibuster after filibuster, a promo, and then there's not a whole lot of substance to his feud so it's like okay like one day bray i will be happy to cheer for you but come on the time the clock is ticking but wrestlemania it could be his moment i think beating orton at wrestlemania would be a wonderful moment for him yeah we've been waiting for three years for the big uh bray wyatt push especially just get a win at wrestlemania and uh to have him win the title there and maybe even as a baby face because we got a taste of that in a tag team match a while ago, and I, I think the crowd's thirsting for that uh, Bray Wyatt face run. Yeah, he's he's a guy who two, three years ago probably they missed the boat on, and I think the current situation with Orton joining the Wyatt family has given him a fresh run at things, and so to put the title on him I think would be a good move. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where they go with that. Uh, the other two matches that are supposedly penciled in for Mania, so... Uh, in the uh, Raw title match, it's looking like it's going to be a fatal four-way with Charlotte, Nia Jax, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Emelina probably still will not have debuted or re-debuted by this <laughs> point, so she's supposedly not involved. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of fatal four-way matches. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd see a singles match here with Sasha turning heel, taking on a newly champion Bailey, perhaps. Um but uh, four-way, any thoughts on that one, Jack? I think they've kind of uh, pigeonholed themselves into keeping Charlotte champion for a long time, for better or for worse. I think they may take it off of her, but the women's division is so much more stabilized when she has the belt. So I think they're going to always refer back to her as champion just because she's so proven. And, you know, Sasha and Bailey, so as good as they've been, they kind of lack – some identity. I think a four-way match could be entertaining, and the the triple threat last year was good, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know if adding more wheels to the wagon is the answer. Yeah, I think this goes to what Justin said about how they've got so much talent, but like the card they're putting together 
isn't necessarily allowing them to have the best matches that they could have. Right. You know, the four and five star matches. Justin, what do you think about a four way? Uh, I don't mind it when it's the uh, an elimination four way, but for in order to get a good one of those, you need time. And they're not going to have that at WrestleMania when there's going to be about 15 matches going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to that match if it's actually happening. I, depending on story, I'll, I'll give them time, but as of now. And then lastly, if the uh, Reigns-Taker perspective match hasn't been getting the most uh, heat today online, it's definitely this one. So this one is supposedly could change, um, but supposedly they are considering AJ Styles taking on Shane McMahon. And uh, to me, on the surface, when you have the best, arguably the best wrestler in the world right now, AJ Styles, putting him in there with Shane McMahon is such a waste on the biggest show of the year. Uh, I've been pretty vocal here on the podcast about wanting to see Nakamura come up and wrestle AJ at WrestleMania, you know, recreate the Wrestle Kingdom match they had a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure I want to see Shane McMahon in the ring at WrestleMania with this kind of talent on the roster. Yeah, I agree. It's like, why why are we forcing Shane McMahon into WrestleMania? Is is he only going to be around for like one or two more years? So they're squeezing all they can out of him. And yeah, it just it seems like kind of an odd pairing. And I'm sure it'll be fine. And we may even overlook the match to where we actually it actually gives us a great match, and we would have already shit on it so much. They're like, oh, that was actually fantastic. We did not anticipate that. But. I don't know. I feel like this AJ Styles heel run, as great as it's been, people are so ready to cheer for that guy, like universally, I think. So why are you pitting him against the biggest baby face on SmackDown? That's my question. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I I went to a live show uh, a while back when uh, Styles was a face, and boy, there was just kids everywhere wearing his gloves. I mean, his merchandise must have been flying off the shelves, and then they turned him heel, and you know, little kids aren't, aren't going to care about him as much. But, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And I, I'm ready to root for him as a good guy. Yeah, I think in 2017, you got to see Styles with the the top face run on uh, SmackDown because Cena's is going to be in and out. And, yeah, the time is they got to strike right now with AJ Styles. So that is the uh, perspective WrestleMania card as of the end of January here. So. We should know a lot more after after the uh, Royal Rumble this Sunday. So before we get to the Rumble now, I wanted to take a look at the NXT TakeOver San Antonio card. Uh, we've got five matches announced for the two-hour show. Usually in the past, these TakeOver shows have had a lot of hype behind them. This one, I feel like, has been pretty low-key. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, NXT is... They definitely put on quality shows. The TakeOver shows have all been good. Like Toronto was really, really good. In the fall uh but uh yeah this match to me or this this show to me has just really lacked a lot of hype maybe it's because i haven't been following the weekly show as as close as i used to because of how much product we have to watch these days but uh is there one match on the car that you guys are really looking forward to do you feel like me like there hasn't been a lot of uh of excitement going in jack what do you think well i can say this like i said on the pre-show I went to NXT Nashville a few weeks ago, and I by no means have ever followed NXT too closely. I think they forced my hand in the past few years because they were undeniably good. But I was shocked. So there was an intermission in the show. In the first half of the show, I didn't know anyone. Not a, not a single person that I recognized. And that's okay because they're absolutely rebooting. And I think that's why they're not heavily promoting this because they know that their product is just kind of like, uh, in, in a rebooting phase, like I said, whereas before, I mean, they've they've almost had a monopoly of the best indie performers on the planet in this JV version of WWE. So that sold itself. But now they're kind of uh, not necessarily an identity identity crisis, but they're just not as strong as what they typically have been. So uh, you can't blame them for kind of subduing the promotion. But I, I, I for one, will be looking forward to the Nakamura match. I love watching that guy fight. Uh, I don't care who he's fighting. Bobby Roode, that's great. But he uh, he could be fighting. Uh, I don't care. He's the best. So uh, that's the one I'm excited for. 
Yeah, Justin is our former NXT expert on Top Rope Press. He used to review NXT occasionally for us, and uh, I'm going to defer to you now, Justin. What Have you been keeping up with the NXT product? What are you thinking about this show? Well, if I was still uh, writing NXT reviews, they wouldn't be very good because I have not been watching very much of it lately. Um, kind of uh, taking off Jack's point, it definitely feels like a transition period for NXT, but uh Looking forward to uh, the entrances for Rude and Nakamura. Uh, I think uh, Roderick Strong and Cien Almas could be a show stealer. And I'm ready for them to push uh, Ty, Gill- Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Dillinger is a hot name as a possible surprise in the Rumble this year. He's wrestling Eric Young. So, I mean, that that has potential to be a really good match. Like what's, said, uh, what's Joe doing? Joe is not on the show. He's not on NXT TakeOver. Well, I mean, is how how easy is it to call that he's going to be at the Rumble then, right? Yeah, surely, exactly. surely, surely he's working this weekend, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like the whole the whole roster is supposedly going to be backstage for the Rumble, I guess. The NXT roster. We we're talking about that on the pre-show. So, Rumor has it. Yeah, if if there's one guy outside of Dillinger that you would think would be nearly a lock for the Rumble, it's got to be Samoa Joe. Uh, we heard a year ago he was right on the edge of coming up. So. Right. I saw something on the old internet machine that someone, I mean, yeah, who knows what the source is, but someone had penciled in Joe versus Cena at WrestleMania. Which could be pretty dope, actually. It could be great, yeah. Yeah, did, did we talk about that on the show, Justin, or did we talk about that over beers this weekend? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been beers. Yeah, we were, we were talking about how uh, with, this, with the uh, Cena-AJ match, you could have Joe come out and cost Cena the match and transa- transition that into Cena Joe at WrestleMania. Absolutely, man. I like, I was slow and late to the Joe party, but man, that guy has a presence about him. I, I'm fired up to watch him on the main roster whenever that happens. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a great heel on the main roster. I think he'll get a huge push when he comes up. A lot of the NXT guys, when they've come up, I'm thinking of Tyler Breeze here. <laughs> Come up with like no direction at all, right? Like the the whole tagline is, "Oh, we're not going to bring him up until we've got something good for him." And it turns out they haven't oh. had anything good for almost any of them, except for like Balor. And if you know. only Tyler Tyler Breeze could have foreseen that he was going to be this like stripper cop thing with Fandango <laughs> coming out as the Village People on SmackDown oh. this week. <laughs> the fashion popo yeah i but i do think samoa joe i don't think they're gonna blow this one i think when he comes up it's gonna be in a, a big time storyline and i could see him wrestling cena at mania so man that'd be huge imagine if cena lost to styles and then joe i mean I, it's hard to foresee that happening but i mean basically doing the job to some indie kings that'd be crazy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at that card we went through earlier, uh, if Cena Joe got added to that, that might be the the match I would look forward to the most, honestly, of the matches rumored for WrestleMania. I think Owens Jericho probably as well, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, he is not on the TakeOver card. So Rude Nakamura, uh, Authors of Pain taken on DIY, which... Uh, uh, could be a decent match. Not not going to be as good as the uh, DIY revival match, that's for sure. Uh, the NXT women's division is in a bit of a flux right now. So this is a fatal four-way match. We just talked about a fatal four-way women's match. Uh, Peyton Royce, Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, and Asuka. Is there any chance Asuka loses the title here? I don't think so, no. I, I, I actually like that Nikki Cross, but I... Though they all three of them lack major is, star power to Oscar. Is Nikki Cross the one that looks like she should be dating Dean Ambrose? <laughs> yeah, she's from Sanity. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect yeah. love interest. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see it could be Oscar's had the belt for a long time. Um, Peyton Royce is decent in the ring. Uh, she's improving a lot. I think. I think she's better as a character than people give her credit for. So I was at this NXT show like uh, four four months ago or so, and Peyton Royce came out one of the first matches, and this big fat guy in the front row <laughs> said something to her. I have no idea what he said, but it was almost like it must have been sexist or something. Or she got up on the apron and stared him down, and she was screaming at him, just stone faced. Say it again. 
say it again. And this wow. guy got so embarrassed. I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on, I've been a bigger Peyton Royce fan than I ever was before. So I definitely am. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I could, I could see, you know, if they did want to, if they wanted to pull off a surprise here, Peyton Royce maybe would have the best shot, but uh, it doesn't seem likely. Asuka's on a different planet than the other three. So, right. She's one of the few people that's still established in NXT. So, why, why move on from her right now? Yeah. So, and then uh, we have mentioned the previous matches uh, Eric Young and Dillinger and Strong and Almas. So, it's not a bad card. It just lacks a lot of hype going in like some of the other shows. And uh, I mean, if you tune in for some good wrestling, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. But uh, that's story line, Yeah. Storyline wise, it's maybe lacking a little bit. So, that brings us to the Rumble, which uh, I believe is going to be 93 hours long this year. <laughs> looking at the schedule. <laughs> it's uh we got our two-hour pre-show and then the four-hour main show so six hours and uh speaking of which and then we are also going to be doing a live top rope nation on youtube after the rumble so it's going to be a very long day for myself and i'll have your adder already (laughs) i don't even know who's going to be joining me on this show yet so i i have i've been scared to even ask you guys if you want that much wrestling in your life on sunday (laughs) (laughs) but uh we'll put together a panel we've been talking about having at least three or four people on the show to review the rumble and uh hopefully we've got some positive vibes and uh we're pumped up from the show. Otherwise, we're going to be falling asleep on air afterwards. But uh, let's see. Let's take this one match by match. So you got, even though we had a four-hour show, apparently of the, let's see, what, eight matches announced, including the Rumble, two of them are going to be on the kickoff show, the two-hour kickoff show, including the Raw Tag Team title match with uh, Gallows and Anderson taking on Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, you guys see the title switching hands here, Justin? You think there's any chance? I originally said on this show, at least I, unless it was over beers, that I think uh, the club would finally be getting the uh, tag titles. But uh, upon further reflection this week, I don't think that's the case, especially once I saw it was a pre-show match. Why switch the titles on a pre-show when you could do it on the night after on Raw or I mean, any time after that? And plus... I, I noticed Cesaro and Sheamus are in the Rumble, so have them regain the title or win the titles. Then something happens between those two in the Rumble, and that causes uh, Club to eventually win the next night. Yeah, with with uh, this already on the pre-show, and then the theme of the DQ already been established in this feud. I don't see this match having a clean finish. Just kind of like, you know, throw away if. If anything, the only argument you can make for the club winning is that they need the titles to establish themselves because Finn Balor's coming back, and maybe they can do something with that. But for the most part, I just see this as totally arbitrary and won't be watching it. But <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't be either. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. Two hours to have the pre-show on. That's you ridiculous. Never know when, you never know when the match is going to start, it seems like. They just randomly throw them out there, and I a lot of times I miss the pre-show matches. So. Uh, we'll see. And the other pre-show match is Sasha and Nia Jax, uh, which they've been building up with Sasha's leg injury. And uh, this week on Raw, they showed a clip where uh, Nia, you know, had attacked her previously to uh, reinforce the fact that she's out for revenge. And uh, I don't know. To me, I'm still waiting for that Sasha Banks heel turn. It doesn't seem like it'll be coming here, obviously. But uh, she's outside of the the women's title picture as of right now it looks like she's going to be working her way there for mania so this is just kind of killing time until these two get into a, a storyline with charlotte and nia jacks to or uh, charlotte and bailey to build towards that wrestlemania match uh predictions here for the winner jack go ahead i'll take nia jacks just because she needs some type of defining victory you know so basically the four of them can stand in the ring together and be like, I beat you. No, I beat you. And then it's like, well, let's all fight. And there we go. So, uh, I don't know. Unfortunately for Sasha Banks, I think she's going to get not squashed, but Nia Jax is going to sit on her chest. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, Nia Jax should squash her. Um, Sasha's made, we all know she, she's, uh, one of the top dogs in the women's division and Nia needs to be established. And, not that winning a match on a pre-show of a six-hour show will <laughs> do that, but it, it might help a little bit. 
Yeah, I think Nia has to win this match. Um, I mean, they've got the out with Sasha, you know, being injured and everything. She need she needs the win big time. I, I go with Nia Jax too. Um, the other, let's see, they got three women's matches on this show. The other one, the uh, SmackDown ladies are in a six woman tag team match. First of all, what have you guys thought about uh, Mickey James since she's came up to the main roster here in her return? What, did you think her uh, promo got on SmackDown? The roundhouse kick east of the Mississippi. <laughs> oh my god, the thing is brutal. It's did you graceful, no- but yeah. Did you notice this week on SmackDown, like the the angle they showed that from? It was like low and outside the ring because I don't think it was anywhere close to connecting. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think she's been great and she's super hot. I don't care if people blow me up for being a misogynist. She looks fantastic, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a nice kink to kind of throw into uh, into the SmackDown circle. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, she had a good promo talking about how her era of wrestling has kind of been disrespected by the new ones, saying that there was never good uh, women's matches before now. Uh, so that's a neat little angle, but uh, let's see where it goes. She can definitely go in the ring, that's for sure. Yeah, they've kind of combined uh, several of the storylines on SmackDown with uh, this match because uh, you got Naomi, Becky, and Nikki against Mickey, Alexa, and Natalia. So we know we've had the Nikki-Natalia storyline. Um, you've got uh, Alexa and Becky have had their thing going on. And then Alexa and Naomi started a storyline this week uh, with the promo on SmackDown. So I guess it's a good way to get them all on the show. Uh, as far as picking a winner, I don't think it's very critical for either side to get a win here. I don't know what you guys think. I don't I think it really matters at all. No, absolutely not. It's just one of those things where the card's kind of jam-packed. The Rumble's going to take an hour and a half. It's just like, here you go, girls. You're on the show. Sorry, we'll do better next time type thing. Yeah, give it to the heels. Let them get their heat. Yeah. So uh, let's move on here to the cruiserweight title match before we get to the Raw Women's title. So Neville, who we've raved about on the show in recent weeks with his uh, heel turn, taking on Rich Swan, who I think I personally believe outside of Neville, Rich Swan has the most upside of anyone in the cruiserweight division. That's my opinion. I think he's got a ton of charisma. Uh, at the NXT show I went to, he got one of the loudest reactions from the crowd. The crowd went wild for him. Everyone was dancing around. Uh, I think he's a really good worker in the ring. So I'm looking forward to this match. I think this could be this. This has potential to be right up there with one of the best matches on the card for sure. Yeah, I am stoked for this match. Give give these guys at least 12 to 13 minutes and, and they, they have a chance of stealing the show. Yeah, I'm fired up to watch this because just the uh, the Neville Renaissance, man, because he's one of the first people from nxt that kind of got to the main roster and floundered so he kind of has that comeback story already built in and he's so much better as a heel man and part of that is because he doesn't exactly look like brad pitt so like making him a baby face seemed unnatural so like let him be this muscular kind of like rough looking guy that just beats the shit out of people so i'm all for that i hope that he's not limited to the cruiserweight division and he could maybe yeah, I don't know, penetrate the mid-card, upper mid-card. Uh, I'm excited for him. Wait a second here. Are you telling me, as a baby face, if they would have brought him up with the Mighty Mouse gimmick, that would not have been a good call? <laughs> That's basically what they did. <laughs> it was Mighty Mouse with, like, shooting stars on a cape. Like, yeah. that is what they did. <laughs> I Well, I guess they wanted to go even further, though, like with a mask and everything else was, was oh. the original plan. That's because he's ugly. And yeah. That's terrible Aww. for me to say. But they I'm, gave him a – that's why, dude. I'm not going to say it, but that's that's for sure why Vince had that idea. <laughs> Put a mask on him, please. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so yeah, who do I, you guys got winning this match? Oh, Neville for sure. Yeah, I, I got to go Neville too. I don't think so. I think Swan. It establishes Swan as a... a once again, kind of like the same thing with Nia Jax. Is, is, uh, Swan needs this win more than Neville does. Neville can win it in, you know a month from now, or especially since it's the cruiserweights, have that change happen on 405 Live or save it till WrestleMania. I think winning this at Royal Rumble could be huge for Swan. Yeah, it depends on what direction they want to take the cruiserweight division in because in the first few months, they have kind of switched the title around a lot. Um, And if they're going to continue that, 
I don't I don't know. I think I can see where you're coming from though with Swan definitely needs to win more. Neville's kind of a made guy for that division at least. Uh he's got a lot more star power than the other guys. Uh but I just I see Neville as his axe on fire right now. He's I, I can't think of another time in his career other than when he first came up that he's had this much steam behind him. So I could see the mindset of where they don't want him to lose for that reason. Um he could he could win in a cheap way to keep you know some heat on swan yeah let him let him be the tyrant of the cruiserweight division i think just kind of let him be this monster because he's so, he's so much more muscular than most of those guys so feed that man yeah uh the women's title bailey and charlotte they've been making a ton of video packages building this one up uh in recent weeks i i've been going back and forth on what's going to happen here because you would think to me, Bailey's title win should probably be saved for Mania. Um, Charlotte, she's the champion, obviously. I, I'm going to say Charlotte retains here. Uh, what do you guys think? No doubt, no doubt. I was. She's got the. She's got the pay per view streak, which they keep working into the narrative. Like every now, like it's six months ago, we didn't really know about it, but now every pay per view we get a subtle reminder, or not so subtle reminder, that she has that streak intact. And so, why let that go right now? I think. Uh, she's just really, really good. So why move around, move on from that? And beating Bailey's the best thing you could do. Her losing is fantastic for her character. Yeah, you guys summed it up perfectly. That's that's exactly it. Charlotte's going over here. Yeah, Bailey's gonna have the sympathy on her probably for the next two and two little over two months, I guess. And uh, it'll build to a crescendo when she wins the championship. They, they should think about not having Bailey lose a match for like two consecutive years. There's like. <laughs> The worst losing streak of all time. Although I can't say it's it's a lock she's going to win the title at Mania. I mean, that seems to be the obvious thing. But look at last year's WrestleMania. It seemed obvious that Sasha was going to win the title. She had the big entrance with, you know, her uncle Snoop Dogg wrapping her to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like it was the Sasha Banks show that night. I mean, if you had to put money on last year's WrestleMania, there was no way Sasha wasn't winning the belt. And look what happened. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would. I would think Bailey would hold off and win it at Mania, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then that brings us to the two title matches before we get to the Rumble. And uh, after these two matches, we're going to know a heck of a lot more about WrestleMania this year. So uh, let's just start off with uh, the Raw Universal Title match. So we've got Owens defending against Reigns, and you know if they're hell bent on continuing to push Roman Reigns. Uh, you would think he's probably winning the title here. It seems like the betting odds recently have been on his side. I haven't checked today, um, but it, it seemed like Owens was probably a good bet to lose the title and then feud with Jericho over the U.S. title. So Owens would be taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, start with Justin this time. Where do you think they should go with this one? <laughs> well, if, if I'm personally booking, I I have Owens win. But uh, I think it's going to be Reigns all the way. I, he's going to take the strap into WrestleMania against whoever his opponent is going to be, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you can make a compelling argument for either side. I, you know, you have to imagine Jericho's getting out of that shark cage one way or another. And even though we are on the road to WrestleMania, it is kind of early. So Roman Reigns doesn't have to win the title here per se. I don't know, man. For some reason, some part of me thinks Kevin Owens is walking out of there as champion. Maybe I'm just a romantic optimist, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it seemed like Taker was the odds on favorite to win the Rumble for a long time. And then that kind of cooled off when the report came out, he wasn't going to be in a title match. But now it's recently come out that he's wrestling Reigns, possibly at WrestleMania. So if he is wrestling Reigns, you would think Reigns coming in as champion and possibly Taker winning the Rumble now has a chance to happen. Um, but yeah, I agree. They've got, uh, what is it, Fastlane coming up in Milwaukee before WrestleMania. So they could do the switch then. Right. Uh, especially if they think everyone is expecting the title switch at Royal Rumble, which they like to kind of try to swerve the fans. Definitely. I think it, it may be kind of a messy finish. I don't know. There's some part of me that thinks that 
maybe WWE isn't as attached to Roman Reigns as we all perceive them to be, especially with them bringing back Lesnar and Undertaker and Goldberg. It's just like they are clearly in the main event and Roman is there, but I don't know. I don't know how much they've actually hitched their wagon to him. Hey, did you guys have any problem at all with the ending of Raw? Because I saw some social media complaining about that, how it was like the three old guys that closed the show with uh, with Brock and Taker and Goldberg. Uh, yeah, it seems like this time of year, though, they bring back the old guys. They become kind of the focal point of the show. I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I thought for a three-hour show, it was a good way to end the show with a lot of star power, uh, even if Goldberg forgot his line three times or whatever it was. <laughs> but uh, what, what did you guys think to the end of uh, – because it, it seemed like it gave away that the Rumble is basically down to those three winning it. I don't know about that. I think they were just getting the crowd hyped up with just throwing those big guys out there. Um, yeah, uh, it was okay. It was probably my least favorite part of the entire show, just because <laughs> it was just three dudes standing there. I mean, dragging out old veterans for one more match or one more run is what wrestling does really, really well. It's the only like sports industry to where like you want to see the great ones like wrestle one more time, like. No one would want to see Jerry Rice play football one more time or like or like Wayne Gretzky come out. Jerry Rice, even at his age, might actually be able to help my Chicago Bears. So I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on you right there and say I should have I should have I should have picked up on someone far more debilitated. He looks great. I, I saw him in uh, some commercial somewhere. So imagine one of your favorite athletes who you've seen walking around and he can barely he just shuffles. So and that's basically what those wrestlers do off camera. And now it's just wrestling is one of the few industries that where it's profitable to bring out old people, even though morally it's questionable. So they're never going to hesitate to bring out old cash cows like that. So it's just like, it's just kind of how it works. And it's going to be awesome because we all love it. And if Taker has to be, you know, escorted out of the ring or craned out of the ring, so be it. But all right. And then, uh, the SmackDown title match, all right, Styles and Cena, who have had awesome matches in the past. Uh, Styles usually coming out on the upper hand. Is it? Is this the time? They, they pull in the switch here, Cena carrying the title after Royal Rumble, Justin? I could easily see them uh, putting the strap on Cena to get him that 16th title run, and then him dropping it at Elimination Chamber to set up his 17th title run this time next year. Um, yeah, I mean... Is Cena going to drop, would, it, would this be three or four straight matches to Styles? I don't think they're going to do that to their uh, their big horse. Yeah, I agree. It's it's hard, to, it's hard to consider AJ Styles basically having a long winning streak. Maybe the longest winning streak anyone has ever had over John Cena. So I think the possibility of Cena losing cleanly is not, like you can throw that out the window. But we like we mentioned earlier, maybe Samoa Joe runs in, someone else runs in, The Undertaker who knows? I think Styles wins via DQ for that, based on those factors. I don't know, man. But Cena as champion makes too much sense, especially going into Royal Rumble. But I, Styles has been so present, and he's really – it's been him and The Miz that have been carrying SmackDown. And I think to switch off of that right now would be maybe a little questionable. But can never, they can always justify putting this, the title on Cena. But for some reason, I feel like it's going to be Styles. Yeah, that's what really bothers me is that Styles deserves this WrestleMania run, and then now they're probably going to take the belt off of him. Yeah, that is true because you know people were chapped about his WrestleMania match last year against Jericho. Not only that it was against Jericho, but that he lost and lost cleanly. So uh, there's a lot of hardcore AJ Styles fans that WWE would love to neglect and put him in the, like the the pre-show. <laughs> The one thing I'll say about Styles retaining here is that it seems like on television recently they've cooled down a lot on mentioning the whole 16-time champion thing. Like er, a few weeks ago they were talking about it, and I know it seems like they haven't talked about it as much recently. So I don't know if that that's a hint maybe he's not going to do it this time. No, they definitely went back to the like, you know, I built this place, you wrestled in gyms in Georgia type thing. Like that's definitely the storyline they're going with. So. I think it's a good pickup by you, Ryan. And maybe, maybe this isn't going to be seen as you know historic run. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking for that Joe running. That's what I want to see. I want to see yeah. Joe cost him the cost him the match and and build to something at Mania between those two. So, did you guys catch a Cena's promo on SmackDown? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the show. I, I thought it was a really good promo. He seems he is uh, red and yellow and Hollywood Hogan. He's that character at one time. It's kind of fantastic. Yeah, and there was a touch of like Marky Mark Wahlberg too. He was definitely like dropping the latter part of all of his sentences and words. But dude, his promos are great, especially with Styles. This is a good juxtaposition. But I seen on the mic, especially as of late, he's he's always impressed. Yeah, he definitely took him back to the uh, the early days. You know the the thugonomics era with that promo it was absolutely i i was yeah my wife actually noticed that too she was watching it with me and she's like why is he talking like that <laughs> <laughs> i was like actually that's actually how he used to talk when he first came up and he would rap before every match and it's yeah kind of cool those are like were some of his best promos so and then they they put up on the uh, on the screen with him on good morning america where he's like you know as <laughs> I, I don't even know how to say it is he's just playing it as straight as possible and then the, there's this guy <laughs> yeah what did you guys think of that i thought that was kind of weird that i mean they they must have gone into the show obviously telling him we want you to call his opponent the guy from georgia but like is that a mistake because this is their chance to get their guy who's their champion like his name known in the mainstream a little bit i i was kind of mixed on that when they kept they, showing no, that. They definitely shit on aj styles right there. <laughs> like, like what's what exposure is that oh, he, he's, the, he's the bad guy it's exposure it's okay yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that, but yeah, they totally acted like he was just some dude. Yeah, it was. I just kind of wondered about they didn't get his name out there, and you know, AJ Styles is certainly not a household name, and I don't know how many millions of people watched the Today Show, but that that was a chance to promote him. But well, yeah, what was cool is uh, AJ. I don't know. Maybe this was on Talking Smack, but AJ bringing up uh, his placement in the Royal Rumble poster. Was pretty because I know a lot of people were pissed about it, and it might have even brought up between us two. But yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was a good nod to social media because the minute that Rumble poster came out, that was like all over Twitter, and people were noticing that he was like in the back row, the back right corner, or whatever. Right. Well, that's them. That's them setting up him versus Shane right there. Right. Basically, that's what's going on right oh, there. Wow, I didn't think of that. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, yeah, I could see that problems with the uh authority and the promotion and everything yeah you could transition pretty well into that maybe yeah all right well we got one match left you guys the rumble of course and uh we've got 22 participants confirmed uh probably justin and i talked about this last week of any recent royal rumble this is certainly the most unpredictable which has me more excited for the match than i've been probably in a long long time maybe since i was a little kid because most years you have a pretty good idea who's winning the rumble and i honestly have no idea this year so do you guys first of all we need to talk about who the surprise entrants are going to be so then we'll get to who we think is going to win so you got 22 people confirmed for the match um we've got to have some surprise we got to have some nxt people we've got to have a one or two legends uh a lot of times at the royal rumble they have a couple surprises that they don't even tell anyone backstage who's going to be there. They don't want the word to get out. They usually conceal it pretty well. Uh, you guys have any predictions for surprise entrance of those eight remaining spots? Uh, Justin, we'll start with you. NXT legends. What are you thinking? Uh, I think Samoa Joe is a lock. Um, I would say for legends, Hacksaw's a lock, being that this is the 30th anniversary and he won the first one. Um, and for somebody who's not in the company now that they might sneak in there, maybe Billy Gunn. Maybe they could make Ooh. amends from from past uh, discrepancies. All right. What do you think, Jack? Uh, I think Joe is a lock. If he doesn't appear in the actual Rumble, he will be interfering in some match so i don't know if that counts i don't think shinsuke nakamura will be there i think he would be much more i don't know what well accepted if he gets like a moment on raw to where he just kind of like hijacks a segment and i think he deserves that because they shouldn't just use the aj styles precedent um hacksaw you bet your ass he'll be there probably tatanka uh <laughs> 
He looked great. He was in the under under the giant at Battle Royal last year. He's been waiting for this. He's gonna look like <laughs> he's gonna look like Shawn Michaels did at WrestleMania. Um, I mean, maybe some other NXT guys. And I don't know if it's been ruled out. I don't know if it ever is ruled out with Angle, but I think Angle's gonna come out. I think there's a, a good chance at Angle. I know he denied it in an interview with like TMZ or something this week, but like. Man, that the roof will blow off the Alamo Dome to be as cliche as possible <laughs> if, yeah. uh, I, if I he comes get, out. Yeah. I'd I get more excited about, about him than to, anybody. Shawn Michaels, I think, is maybe an obvious one that no one that no one said yet. Yeah, I mean, he can come out. So he's not technically wrestling. He can come out, super kick someone, Braun Strowman throws him into the fifth row, boom, there's your paycheck. Yeah, I was shocked when they announced that Shawn Michaels is going to be on the pre-show <laughs> like in his hometown with 40 plus thousand people. And that's the best they could come up with here. Dude, he's he's definitely going to be in the Rumble. 100 percent. It's a lock. 20 years ago, he won the title at the show. And now he's on the two hour pre-show. Lead pipe lock. <laughs> the only one other ones I would add. Um, so we talked about this in the pre-show. So you guys are probably saving me to uh, talk about this one. Ty Dillinger. At number 10, I would say that has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, the crowd's going to be expecting him at number 10. So if it's not him, they, it's got to be a heel because the place is going to boo like crazy if he doesn't come out there. So it's got to be the Miz. Miz has to come out at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. If, if it's not Ty Dillinger, it's got to be the Miz. And then uh, I think Jerry Lawler is going to be in the Rumble, right? That's with what's going on with him and uh, Ziggler. Can we talk about that, Justin? Yeah. Yep. So you see, I think that one. And uh, let's see, anything else? I can't really add any others. I was going to say Angle, but you guys stole my thunder there. <laughs> oh, bad, so dude. Angle, let's see. We said Billy Gunn, Hacksaw, Samoa Joe, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Nakamura. I'm not quite sure on that. That's one I've been going back and forth with. I mean... That's that's a main roster debut they've been saving for so long that are they going to do as just a surprise entrant? Are they going to want to build them up with video packages before it finally happens? I feel like Nakamura has to be at WrestleMania this year. I don't know how they could put him at WrestleMania. Right. So. I'll keep my fingers crossed that he loses on Saturday night, loses the title to Bobby Roode, doesn't debut at the Rumble, which we all will be anticipating if he drops the strap, and then debuts at Raw the next day. The only, the only problem is that if both Samoa Joe and Nakamura come up, I mean, that there's no top-level guys outside of Rude left in NXT. Unless they all of a sudden bring in, like, Cole and O'Reilly, or I don't know who else they could get. But, I mean, that NXT roster is kind of depleted right now as it is. That is true. Is this the first fight between uh, Nakamura and Bobby Rude? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then they may they may squeeze that one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I th I think a Nakamura uh, the Monday after WrestleMania would be more likely than actually oh, getting to see. Man, that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. At least give him a couple months if Jill comes up now to try to rebuild the top of the card as best they can. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's 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 probably only going to be one or the other, Jill or Nakamura. So. We'll see that we where they go there. Um, you guys have any closing comments about the Rumble you want to get out before we end things here? We've been going for about an hour, so that's usually our our time frame. But we don't have limits on this show. If you want to go longer, if you got something else you want to talk about, what's on your mind? I can make a prediction. I think Miz is going to be in the Rumble for a very long time, kind of like that savvy veteran heel that kind of like Ric Flair had in 92. I don't think he's going to win, per se, but he may be in there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I think that's a pretty good prediction, honestly. Um yeah, I don't I don't have too much else. I think I think it's pretty unpredictable this year as far as who's going to win it. Uh, man, if I had to choose uh, Now that I read Roman Reigns and the Undertaker's the plan, I think there's a chance oh. Taker wins it, but uh god, we'll see. I think Brock Brock and uh Goldberg they don't neither of them need to win the rumble to get to that match at wrestlemania so unless unless one of them's going to be champion but they don't i don't think they need the belt um no. just do you have a prediction for the winner here well here's the thing if if they actually have reigns and cena both win that is going to piss off a very large portion of that crowd <laughs> so you you cannot 
then have the Royal Rumble winner be like a Goldberg or uh, anybody that's going to piss them off any but anymore. You need a fan favorite. Like it's not going to happen, but you need like a a Zane or a Balor or a, a Wyatt. I mean, any anybody who's won before is probably just going to piss the crowd off a little bit. But you know that's just depending on Reigns and Cena winning. Um, otherwise, I'm going Undertaker. Yeah, I don't know, and it feels so good not to know because the last yeah. two years, the two year, last two years, is like just anyone but Roman Reigns. I don't give a shit. Like just <laughs> someone else, please. So it feels really good not to be in that spot right now. But I'm having a really hard time distinguishing what I want to happen and what objectively should happen. I guess. I agree with you that Goldberg and Lesnar don't need a title. I really don't think Undertaker needs to be in the title picture for so many reasons. It just shouldn't happen. I think it 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 just it puts cinder blocks in the entire roster and saying we don't you know what not right now. It's all about the Undertaker, which he may deserve that. But especially especially if this is his last run, then I'm all for it. That is true. But if I have to pick one. I, I for some reason I was reading something today. I was like, dude, that makes sense. So I think it's gonna be Randy Orton, and I think it's gonna be Randy Orton because somewhere in like some parking lot, him and Vince McMahon shook hands, and he was like, "Look, Vince, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Brock Lesnar beat the ever loving shit out of me in front of a live audience, <laughs> but only if you let me give only if you give me one more run at the top, man. Just one more run, I'll do this for you." So I, for some reason, I think that that deal brokered is gonna have Randy Orton win this and then drop the title to Bray Wyatt. At WrestleMania, now I'm just delusional. Now I'm just a mark. No, I, I like that. I like that. I love a good conspiracy theory. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Wyatt Orton and Undertaker. If I had to choose three, I would think that they're probably the best chances because, like I, we talked about earlier, that Orton Wyatt match for the title at Mania seems like it could could happen. If Orton is in the final three, I mean, I'm gonna have my shirt off and be beating my chest, jumping on on the sofa, <laughs> screaming for Randy Orton. I'm gonna be doing like the snake crazy thing he does before the RPO. <laughs> It'd be like every wrestling stereotype come to life. Snodgrass <laughs> <laughs> <odd> living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody mentioned Strowman. God, I hope not. <laughs> it's too early, right? It's too yeah, early. He's, yeah. He's had such a nice run right now. It's like, why screw that up by pushing him too firmly? Maybe yeah. They I, could, I think, maybe they could feed him to Balor at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've liked the Strowman push at, as his role on what he's doing right now, but I just, I don't think the crowd's going to accept him winning the, the Royal Rumble. Uh, I can't remember again, once again, Justin, last week's podcast on Thursday on our nights out having a few adult beverages on Saturday. <laughs> I can't remember if this was on the show or in our personal conversation at the brewery we went to, but uh, if I had to pick a wild card here, it's uh, Kurt Angle winning the Rumble, challenging AJ Styles for the title at WrestleMania. Oh, that would be such a dope match. And I mean, honestly, Jack, if you'd have your shirt off doing the Randy Orton impression, if the other situation happened, I'm not quite sure what you would be doing under this circumstance. Under that circumstance, I would just be chugging milk, you know, <laughs> the, uh, pledging my allegiance to the American flag. I don't know. <laughs> One of the greatest segments in WWE Raw history was that milk truck segment. Actually, I have... Yeah, I, I have showed that one to a few people that are not wrestling fans just because it's so hilarious. <laughs> Angle's talented, man. He's he's a lifer. He will be in wrestling till he is dead, 100%. Yeah, so if for some reason they pivot and they do let AJ hold the belt after carrying the WWE in the ring for the last year and he were to defend against Angle, my God, that would be awesome. I, Justin, I'm dragging you down to Florida with me here from Iowa <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm only going if Mojo Rowley wins the Rumble. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's an unpredictable Rumble. So, as wrestling fans, I, we really uh, we can't complain. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Feels great. Yeah, amen. This is going to be fantastic. I also got to say, you guys, I really appreciate you both joining me today, January 26th. It's a, it's kind of a holy day um, here in world history, because on this day, 
31 years ago, Chicago Bears beat the New England Patriots 46 to 10 in Super Bowl 20. So thank you for spending this evening with me so we can celebrate together. Happy to do it, man. <laughs> I actually just wanted an excuse to put in the in the backdrop of the audio podcast Super Bowl shuffle. So that's definitely happening. <laughs> By all means, this is your show. <laughs> So, uh, you guys, as we end here, I'm going to just throw it to you. Anything you want to plug, uh, any articles you got coming, uh, any tweets you got coming, Jack, uh, any podcasts down the line? What's going on, Jack? Uh, the tweets, I have no idea what that will be like, but I am. I should have a Rumble article out tomorrow. Not necessarily on the five guys that should win or will win, but five guys that I'm rooting for. I tried <laughs> earlier in the week, I pitched to Ryan. I was like, hey, I think I have an idea. I want to write an article. My goal dust should win the Royal Rumble. And him being the responsible editor-in-chief, he said, I, I think that will ruin the credibility of this website. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow, at some point, I'll have an article out on the five people I will be rooting for. They're not all goal dust, but uh, it's a serious list. <laughs> and Justin, any closing comments from you? Uh, excited to be joining the podcast to be uh, for this triple threat, I, the Chris Candido to Kyle's uh, Bam Bam and to uh, <laughs> Ryan's Shane Douglas. This is going to be fun. All right. Yeah, we're happy to have you. So, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can conv- convince either of these two to join me for the Royal Rumble panel. But uh, if you're watching, check us out on YouTube. Immediately following the Royal Rumble, we'll be live reviewing the show. And uh, if you're listening to us here on Podbean, iTunes, any of the uh, standard podcasting sources, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. It helps us out a lot. helps the show grow. And, of course, check out our articles at TopRowPress.com. Subscribe on YouTube. And uh, we will be chatting with you again on Sunday night. Thanks a lot.